Well, welcome everyone to episode four of season, season two. Yeah, of Beard Songs and Theology. Here we are. We're, we got beards. We're doing it. We got beards. We got songs. Got a raspy voice. Ryan, why do you have a raspy voice? Because I yell at kids all day. All right. You're like a you're like an old man on his porch. Just get off my kids. lawn. Get off my lawn. These kids, man, doing their kids stuff, listening to their pop music. Yeah, I I don't even know what kids listen to. <coughs> what a kid What do kids listen to these days? Terrible music. Mm. That's too bad. Yeah, it's a shame. Well, we're so glad that you're here. We're back. We sort of took us a miniature break, but we're still doing good. Episode four. Fourth month of the year. We're doing better than last year. We're doing so much better than last year. So, but there's been a lot of things happening in, in podcast world for me. So, we're trucking. Like what? Well, like we are launching a podcast network. Dun, dun. So, this year we started, I started the weekly podcast. Comes out every week, every Tuesday. You can check it out. And over the last month, I have started talking with several people. And uh, they showed interest in starting podcasts, and I sort of got to thinking and said, hey, well, why don't we all be together and have a community of podcasts? And so the Thoughtbox Podcast Network is born. It has been birthed. Um, I changed the Facebook page for weekly to Thoughtbox Podcast Network, and our first show, first new show, drops uh, in May, first week in May. Awesome. Actually, I'm going to have at least two shows in May. And by July, I think we'll have seven shows on our network. Nice. So, there you go. If someone wanted to get onto this network, what should they do? Yeah, they should like my Facebook page if you search for Thoughtbox Podcast Network. And you can send me a message on Facebook. Or send me an email to thoughtboxmediatn at gmail.com. And you can be on. We'd love to have you. The requirements for you being on our podcast network is uh, you have a cool idea for a podcast that's interesting and that you would um, allow us to promote the network on your podcast, which is as simple as saying, you know, my podcast is brought to you by the Thoughtbox Podcast Network. For more information, visit a website that is to be determined. Cool. Boom. Well, I guess this is a good time to announce my podcast. It's sure. going to be on the network. Go for it. Uh, Gods and Guns. Oh, gosh. It's about uh, all go. it's going to be is the Pledge of Allegiance and different gunshot sounds. <laughs> That's a. Are you going to say what it is or are people going to have to guess it? No, there's no talking. It's just the Pledge of oh. Allegiance and gunshots. <laughs> you know, for a specific audience, that could probably be fun, just fine. Or terrifying. Or, or scary. I'm, who knows? I I do have an idea for you to have a podcast. We'll talk about it offline. Okay. But I I I have a serious idea. Cammy and I were talking about it, and there's a a show style and a thing that I want to do, and I think that you could do it for me. So, But this is where it all started, Beard Songs and Theology. We started a movement. We did. I mean, if if this podcast didn't exist, then Thoughtbox Network would not exist. It all started with a dream. That's right. And a beard. And one day we were sitting around saying, why don't we record our conversations about these things? And then we'll make a podcast. And we did. That's literally what we did. And we had like no equipment back then either. And now we have more equipment. So now it's more legit. Whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm just riding your coattails, man. <laughs> 
No, see, you're the you're the co-host. You're the th- I'm the color commentator. Yeah, this thing wouldn't have existed without you because which I, is, yeah, which is not necessarily a great thing for the colored commentators that I've grew up with. Like, <laughs> you think about uh, John Ward and Bill Anderson on the yeah. Vol Network, and you had John Ward, who was probably one of the most vivid, thoughtful, well-spoken commentators in the history of sports who would say things like pandemonium reigns and the national champions are clad in big orange. Yeah. And then you had Bill Anderson, who was the color commentator that said great sayings like, (laughs) so there you go. You could be a new, a new genre of color commentating, which is where you offer legitimate thought. And man, that's, that's hard. Yeah. You're doing good. We're still here. We're still still doing it. And we get to do something today that we've been asking other people to let us do for a long time, and that is talk about a new beard product company. Bum, bum, bum. So let's talk about beards. Let's do it. So um, about uh, maybe a month, two months ago, my good friend Brian Alexander messaged me and said that he knew a guy that in Charlotte that was developing a beard oil company. It's all, all good conversations and start like, out. And he said, maybe... He can be on the podcast. Maybe you can get some stuff. And I was like, this is a great idea because we've been trying. Mm-hmm. For the love of suds, we tried to say. And now you're out of business. And now you're gone. It's your own fault. So we've been trying to get a local sponsor and they keep saying nah. So I reached out to this guy. His name is Jimmy and he has a company called Ruddy Man Beard Company. It's very cool. He has a great beard and has been developing for a while. Um, some oils and some balms and some mustache wax and all kinds of stuff. And he was super nice and sent both of us like four different kinds of samples to try and everything. And it's really good. They've been working pretty well. Yeah. My so, beard is soft. It's, uh, it's, it's not necessarily beautiful because I'm in like this mid beard stage where it wants to go everywhere. Yeah. It's coming. It's like you're, it's growing out again. Do you want to tell them the four, the four kind of names that he gave us? Yeah, so there was... Okay, so my favorite was one called Red Wolf, and I liked that one. I used that one this morning. It smells really good. I feel pretty manly. And um, so there was Red Wolf, and then there was one that was like bronze. That was was probably my least favorite. The bronze one? Yeah, bronze beard. And then there was one called Godly Beard, Mm -hmm. which had like biblical uh, ingredients, which Mm -hmm. was kind of cool. And then... From Ruddy Man. Yes, that's right. And then there was one more. Do you remember what the fourth one was? The it was loggers. Yeah, that's right. With three Z's. Yeah, loggers. Which I'm not sure what that means exactly, but that one is my favorite. That one's good too. I reviewed all of it. Yeah. Really? So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that one a lot, and I like the Red Wolf too. So, um, but his his site I think is live now, and you can buy stuff. So we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. But Ruddy Man Beard Company. It I, is, yeah. it is uh, Beard Songs and Theology approved. I approve. I think it's good. And I'm actually going to talk to Jimmy um, tomorrow. I'm going to interview him. So I'll probably cut some of that into this segment as well. That'd be great. Maybe yeah. he can hook our listeners up with a deal. Yeah. So maybe if you, all right, so here's the deal. You got to listen to this week's episode of Weekly uh, to hear about that interview. And maybe there'll be a special offer. This is what you call networking kids. That's right. Because Thoughtbox Podcast Network exists, yep. all these shows live in this in this universe. 
So there you go. Um, yeah, we like it. It's very cool. It's um, it's really cool. It's he's a really cool guy. He's a musician also. So he's, he 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 is beard songs and theology. Like he's one of us. <laughs> we found another. I just love that the name's Ruddy Man. Yeah, it's like great. what a cool, yeah, cool name. So he seems like a really cool guy. David-esque. Yeah, I'm excited to interview him and and talk more about. So if you want to hear more about Ruddy Man Beard Company, listen to Weekly this week, and uh, I'll see if we can't get us a special deal and show some East Tennessee love to the Ruddy Man beards. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Make some bombs, Ruddy Man. Yeah, we'll buy them. So there you go. Uh, check it out. We'll link. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes to his uh, website and his Instagram, so you can check out some of the stuff he offers. But cool. there you go. So have you trimmed your beard any? Um, no, but I'm getting ready to trim it because it looks exactly the same. I know that's the problem. It's just like every all my hairs are like split ends and they just keep mm. breaking. Yeah. So Sadly. I think I'm going to trim it like not completely, but like go somewhere. So do you think that's your terminal beard? Yeah. This is it. It's gonna, super curly. Yeah. So I need to reset. Yeah. I look at pictures literally from a year ago and it looks exactly the same. And I don't understand how that's possible. Well, at least it doesn't look bad. Yeah, it looks fine. That's why I haven't really trimmed it because yeah. it looks fine. But I need it it's getting it's getting weird. So next time that we interview I'll have a, a somewhat fresh beard. But you're not gonna shave. Oh no, 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 yeah. no, no. It's not going away. But Let's I think not I get crazy. Whew, whew, not like last year when I yeah. got real crazy and just shaved it off one night. And then I came in the living room and Cammie almost cried. And she said, I don't know if I can look at you. And that was that was <laughs> that was sad. So yeah, no, it's not going away. But I am probably gonna go to like to Wamplers or somewhere and get them to like trim it up for me. Cool. So I don't do it because I've seen what happens. Yeah. Don't <laughs> follow beard, in my yeah. footsteps. I've seen beard accident one and two from you. So I'm going to Wampers from now on. Yeah. So I'm going to get trimmed. And uh, yeah, so that's the thing. Also, this past weekend, I had to get glasses. Oh, man. So I went and got my eyes checked and they for real were like, yeah, you, why are you not wearing glasses? It's like, oh, I don't know. I thought the blurriness was normal. Yeah. <laughs> So they should be here this week. So I got to get fresh, fresh trim, some fresh spectacles. Where did you order glasses from? Well, I just got some at the store at the at the the doctor that I went to. Mm-hmm. But this is super cool. So if you don't know this, I'm colorblind. Um, for everyone who listens and doesn't know that about me, and uh, like I miss every question on the test. Terribly colorblind, and. Um, my father-in-law, Rack, who's running for alderman in the city of Kingsport. Rack Cross, strong, relevant leadership. Elect Rack Cross. I just shot a promo video for him this past week, and we're going to release it today. So if you're listening to this, uh, it'll be out, and you can watch it. It's pretty cool. We went to River Brews, Hibbert Davis, and shot it out on the Holston, South Holston. Cool. Pretty Is it going to be on YouTube? Yeah, it's going to be on YouTube. This just, afternoon, should we just YouTube? Rat if you Cross? just search, if you YouTube electratcross.com or electratcross, I think you'll find it. So I think you'll find that he's the man you need for strong, relevant leadership. That is what he's. That's what his tagline is. So there you go. So Rack and his wife Angela, um, out of nowhere the other day, called Cammy 
or message Cami and said that they wanted to buy me a pair of Enchroma glasses, which are glasses for colorblind people. So you can see color. I've seen videos of this on the interwebs. Yeah. People, there's like crying and there's a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going to have to video it. But um, yeah, so I'm going to order some glasses and maybe be less colorblind. Like maybe by the next time we record an episode. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm kind of freaking out. So you've never seen color before. Like, I mean. It, this isn't like a progressive yeah, Oh, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always been the same amount of colorblind. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know, like this is, I mean, this is what the world looks like to me. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited. You are literally going to look at the world through a different pair of lenses. <laughs> That's right. They're not rose-colored glasses. They are color-corrective glasses. Which leads us into the, no. That's, oh gosh. We, we could go so many places with that. But, uh, so, man, it's been a big week uh, for me and, uh. I'm kind of excited and overwhelmed, and I maybe cried some thinking about it. I definitely did. We we need to record that. Yeah. All right. So we'll record it, and we'll post it for all to see me getting my Enchroma glasses whenever they come in. So there you go. Big times. Well, um, let's see. What else can we talk about? Well, I think we need to talk about songs. Let's talk about songs. If only we had a roadmap. I know. If only. (laughs) How does our podcast go again? Songs. Well, you know, we just we just did Easter. We just celebrated Easter. We did do Easter. And um, we did some new songs for Easter, actually. We did um, What a Beautiful Name from Hillsong. Brooke Frazier's back with Hillsong, and we did that. And we also did this cool song from Cody Carnes, who's husband of Carrie Job, uh, called The Final Word. And it's um, it was pretty cool. I liked it. Their, their kid's going to be amazing. I, that's quite a gene pool. Yeah. So, Cody Carnes is pretty legit. Because, like, I mean, Carrie Job, obviously, she's a, she's a great worship leader, an incredible musician, but so is he. Yeah. Like, people don't give him enough credit he for how awesome he is. Yeah, he, he's not just good because he's married to Carrie Job. He's good because he's Cody Carnes. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, so their kid is destined for musical greatness. Or is going to be just a big disappointment to everyone. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm just kidding. I don't mean that. But there, right. I mean, there's a lot of expectation on that kid. Yeah, there is. Bless him. So there well, you go. Sounds pretty cool. What about you? We sang Death Was Arrested. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, it was good. North Point, man. Then we sang some oldies. Okay. We sang uh, early 2000s, Worthy is the Lamb. Like your classic power ballad from early contemporary Worthy music. Yep. Oh yeah, okay. Darlene Check. The original Brooke Frazier. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then we transitioned to uh uh How Great Thou Art after that. Okay. That's pretty cool. And at the cross. Nice. Yeah. So. Man, Death Was Arrested is a great song. Yes, it is. That's a that's a jam for me. Well, I haven't done that one here, but it's coming. Coming down the pike. It was fun to play. Yeah. That's cool. I like all music. So yeah. We could have seen anything. I would have been excited for Easter. Yeah. It's good times. It was a lot less stressful than Easter at Meadowview. Yep. I woke up Sunday morning in in this just millisecond of panic because it was Easter. And I was like, oh, oh, oh wait, no. I'm just going to go to church and do the normal thing. Yep. Nothing crazy, guys. 
just normal Easter stuff. And I'll take it. Like, part of me misses Easter at Metaview because it was just really fun. But also, I'm good. It was nice to just do normal stuff for a change. Yeah. Our church is sort of in transition in a lot of ways. So, there yeah, you go. Just a few. Yeah. So, there you go. There's some music talk for you. Let's continue on the music okay. train and talk a little bit about worship and yeah. theology around worship. Let's talk about it. So I read an article by Tim Chowies the other day. Oh, yeah. And basically he was talking about how when we got rid of hymnals, that kind of decanonized worship. Mm-hmm. And when we know that when we say worship, we're talking about praise and worship, which is obviously just one part of worship. And worship is a lifestyle, not just the, what you do an hour on Sunday morning. Yeah. But for our purposes. Yeah. So when we say worship, we're talking about singing at church. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And he was talking about how, like I said, when you you decanonize your praise and worship time, what kind of effects that has and kind of what that is to your congregation. And some of the things he was talking about were people don't know the songs and that's why they don't sing. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of left... Theology behind songs kind of loosey goosey in a lot of cases, yeah. where it wasn't agreed upon, and it may just go to the you know, not necessarily the highest bidder, but the newest bidder. Yeah, was, whoever's new and hot and comes out with the new song is who's going to get sung on. And yeah. I thought he had a, a lot of relevant points, but as he does in a lot of his things that he talks about worship, it, you definitely tell he's coming from his viewpoint. It's, yeah, it's slanted towards him, but. We kind of emailed back and forth about it. Yeah, you know, I think that it's an interesting idea, and there is something to be said for the vastness of music that is available now versus singing out of a hymnal for your traditional kind of canon of music. Like, if it's, you know, I mean, there are like thousands and thousands, there's like 20,000 songs on CCLI or something like that, maybe even more than that. Maybe a hundred. I don't know. There's thousands There's of songs. And every day someone writes new songs, right? There's a, okay. Uh, this made me think about something that Aaron Keyes said a few months ago at impact. And he, we did a breakout session with him with adult worship leaders and people who worked at churches. And he was talking about how worship today, the thing that it gets right is passion and joy and excitement for Jesus and what he's done and for the gospel. And that's because it came out of student ministries. Hillsong United, Hillsong Young and Free, Passion, like Jesus Culture, right? Like all these people who are now the influencers of a worship generation were from from student ministries, college ministries. And there is a high importance on passion and on celebration because that's where it came from. It came out of a, a real movement of God. But then there's this, you know, entire generation beyond that and then even more farther than that that are kind of removed from that. And so Aaron's kind of goal in all of his worship and mentorship stuff is to bring those things together. So not say like, oh, well, that's good and yours is bad or yours is bad, you know. But it's like, let's let's have a more holistic view of worship because and and my thought was for the Tim, Tim Challey's article was you know I remember growing up in church singing basically hymns right out of the hymnal I remember before 
we I remember when we had overhead slides. <laughs> you remember that when we were mm. in like elementary school yep. transparencies? Ooh. It was you know. even better if you had the like the scroll. Oh, the cons. scrolly! Oh my gosh, yes. But so you know, like I remember growing up in church and singing out of a hymnal, and I remember it being really boring, you know. And I love hymns, like there, I love singing hymns. I love going back and looking at old hymns. But there's something to be said about leading people in in those times of worship that I think was missing, that now is more prevalent but maybe we could be less commercial. You know, there's maybe there's a happy medium somewhere between that of, and, and one thing that I've done in leading in the last three years, leading worship is we sing way less songs than we used to. Like I've created my own sort of canon of music, right? That's, mm-hmm. a, that's kind of our liturgy. And it's, it's half of the amount that I used to do in a year of the songs, that, the rotation. So I cut out a lot of stuff. So we could sing good songs mm-hmm. and only those songs. <clears throat> so in a roundabout way to answer your question, yeah, like I think we do lose something because of the vastness of what we do, but that doesn't have to just be lost because of not having a hymnal. Right. But you have to be careful. Yeah. And I hear what you're saying and I know your heart behind it. Yeah. But when we say things like, you know, Singing hymns like passion and this new style of worship has passion because it came out of a youth yeah. group setting. To me, that's idolatry. Mm. When we when we put a style of music as our impetus for how we react to the worship setting, that's idolatry. Mm. We're worshiping a style of music. To me, I see just as many people singing Hillsong songs half-heartedly with no passion as I do yeah. People seeing how great thou art. Hmm. T- to me, the, the the style of music isn't really what it's about. The, it's about people's hearts. Yeah. And uh, if you get hung up on the style of music, there's something wrong with your heart. Hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good point, and it's worth considering when you feel that urge of like, oh, I don't like that, or I don't like that. You know, I don't like those young people songs, or I don't like those old people songs. Right. Why? Why don't you like that? Where's that coming from? Yeah, like when you go to Passion and you sing a song like How Great Thou Art yeah, in a different kind of musical mm-hmm. style, and kids are like, oh, who's, who wrote that? <laughs> is, that a, <laughs> is that one of them David Crowder songs? So, yeah. Yeah. But I think what you said is really important. You, we kind of got to make our own canons in yeah. each individual church and then collectively as the Big C Church, like what are we going to agree upon is correct doctrine to sing about? And then as us as an individual congregation – what are we really going to hone in and internalize? Because the purpose of singing those songs is for us to internalize doctrine. Yeah. And to be able to sing it when we leave church. Right. And to have songs that we can sing together that we all agree upon. Yes, this is correct. This is right. This is something to celebrate. Yeah. And, that, you know, that's important, too, that you're being shaped by something. Everybody is. And so you're being shaped by your own style, your history, or you're being shaped by Chris Tomlin, you know, and Mm. that's not necessarily bad. It's just, it is, it's true. The medium is the message. So, um, you know, that that's true regardless of what it is. So I think it's just, it's, if nothing else, it's worth considering, you know, what, what we sing, the way we sing it, 
where it came from. And if it's like, there's a lot of common modern worship music that's really great music and really not great worship. Right. But like, it sounds great. <laughs> feels great. Says nothing. Right. There's a lot of older songs and yeah. that do the exact opposite. They sound very like lofty, but nobody knows what you're saying or they're void of, you know, a lot of meaningful content. So let's find, to me, it's like, let's find what's good and just do that. Let's just roll with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. The style of music doesn't matter. Yeah. All music is God's music. That's right. Music is a science and it's mathematic and it, it comes is. from God. Yeah. So let's quit arguing about music. Let's, let's rap some Lecrae songs one Sunday. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm up for that. I'm I'm up for trying anything. Yeah, music is it's just waves, sine waves that go up and down and reach you at different velocities and intensities. We call that frequency. That's a that's thank you. That's the and word we, I'm searching and for. Wavelength. Yeah. And amplitude. I'm, I'm not a science person. I'm a <laughs> I'm a sound nerd. Neither thirty four percent of my kids. That's right. <laughs> I just know about the, the shape of it. I don't know what the what the terms are. <laughs> I just know what it does. It does this. And I know that it takes a, a frequency that's seventy five hertz, fifteen feet to reach its full what's the word? Range? Like from wavelength. Wavelength. Yeah. yeah. So a 75 hertz like bass frequency, which is kind of like a low, you know, E on a guitar, takes 15 feet. Here's here's something that can blow your mind. Bring it. The the lower parts of the AM frequency range. Yep. Are as long as Mount Everest. Wow. That's pretty. That's pretty far. Yeah. Okay. So, the the longer the wavelength is. Yep the lower energy level it has mm-hmm. and the shorter the wavelength and the higher the frequency, the more energy it has. Yes. So AMs at the low end of the spectrum at the high end would be like microwaves and gamma rays and all the fun stuff that makes you grow three arms. <laughs> <laughs> low end waves, three arms. That's our range. <laughs> yep. So where are you on the spectrum? You're at an AM wavelength or you're at the three arm growth stage. There's no in between, <laughs> except for visible light. That's well. There you go. We need like a science Ryan show. Maybe that's what we need Is on that the podcast. Your idea? Uh, sort of. Okay. It's get. We're getting there. We'll unveil that soon if it happens. On Thoughtbox Podcast Ryan, Network. Ryan, the redneck science guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like the new Bill Nye. <laughs> it's it's a new take on that. We could do that. Well, there you go. That's like that was like a theology. Music, song, science lesson. At the end of the day, everything's theology. That's right. Everything is spiritual, people. There's no secular. That's right. Deal so, with it. Deal with it. All right. So tomorrow, slash whenever you listen to this, because it'll get released, you know, probably Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, there will be a new episode weekly with Jimmy from Ruddy Man Beard Company, which we give him our endorsement. Thumbs up to Ruddy Man Beard Keep doing your thing, ready man. Keep doing it. I'm excited to talk to him and uh, check back again in the next couple of weeks for more beard songs and theology. Who knows what we'll get into? It'll be good. So I bet we'll talk about something to do with beards or songs or theology. <laughs> I, that's probably where we're going to go. 
Okay. There's a good chance that we're going to do one of those three slash all those three. We could even combine all three of those into one segment. So for our next episode, we need to write a song about our beards and why they help us grow spiritually. Mm. Yeah, we can equate beard growth to spiritual growth. Boom. There you go. See? I cut you in a moment of passion. Sinfulness was my despair. See? You're already getting there. You want to sing a country song with me, don't you? Uh, Yeah. Let's make a country album. We could do it. We could do that. We got to do it while your voice is raspy, though. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Two days. Okay. Shoot. We got to get on this. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to Beard Songs and Theology. We'll see you next week. And as always... Grow your beard. Beard. Yeah. (laughs) Let's try again. And as always, Beard beard on. on.